All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you the unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan. This week, we're back to our usual format after a couple of uh, big-time interviews here on the podcast. But as always, give us a uh, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Spotify, and we'll keep updating some good content for you there. All right, jumping into the weekend wrap with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, take it away. All right. Um, I think my, well, my good is, uh, my basketball finally came back, uh, after about three weeks of none, no games at all. It was the second largest or longest stretch ever between Duke playing basketball games that, uh, largely because of well, they had, they canceled some games and then Pitt and somebody, I forget who, uh, had COVID issues. And, you know, that's just kind of the way the season's going to, go um but ended up with like a three and a half week layoff and they finally played last night wasn't pretty but it got better and uh on top of that coach k uh someone in his family had covid so he's been in quarantine for like two weeks and uh so john shire was the head coach last night and that's really where i'm going here with my good he did a good job um he's a he's kind of on the short list of hot young coaches um, currently. And I thought he did, they were down 16 at one point. They just looked like they hadn't played in a while, just like they hadn't in live action anyway. And he did a good job of just managing the game and kind of getting them together. They they ended the half strong. They came out strong after halftime, just like they coach K would have encouraged them to do. And I don't know. I was just impressed and I was, I was happy to see for Shire. He's a good dude. Um, that's that's probably the my best thing of the week. Uh, bad, all the games that are getting postponed or canceled because of COVID. Um, you know, I th- we, maybe we should have a over under on how many games we think that will actually get played uh, this year. Some of these games are going to get canceled, but oh, yeah. it's to be expected. I don't, I don't by any means think they're going to cancel or not like have a season, but uh, it sucks to see so many games just kind of like. Duke flew to, uh, it was actually Florida State, um, this other game I couldn't think of. Duke flew to Tallahassee to play Florida State, and they were like, oh, surprise, uh, we can't play. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just going to be that kind of season. So, um, and for me, like, I don't really have, like, a big ugly. I think that's, I mean, those are those are kind of the two big things that stood out for me. It's been a basketball week for me. Um <clears throat> You know, I guess my ugly is college football is over and we can't talk about it anymore. True. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Morgan, good, the bad, the ugly. All right, well, I'm going to start with good. I know we don't talk about NFL really much here, but uh, my Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, uh, made the playoffs under Riverboat Ron's uh, first tenure. (laughs) He said it was going to be a long, you know, it was going to happen overnight, but hey, we're making the playoffs. And yeah, I love it. It's great. It's gonna be a good weekend. Get play Tom Brady this weekend against his Buccaneers. It's topical for this podcast. It is, <laughs> you know. And he's about to meet four. Count that four first round draft picks on a defensive line that's gonna make him run for his life. I don't think he's seen that since uh, the Giants in '07. And, and what happened then? He lost. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> Let's see, my bad. 
I'm going to go, and this isn't a knock on Clemson or Trevor Lawrence, but they did not play very well uh, in their semi-game. They put a lot of pressure on Trevor, and he didn't do too well under pressure, which I don't know if anyone drafting him this May might want to take a look at. Back look at some of his, you know, games when they applied the, you know, pressure on him. How's uh, how's games turned out? And then my ugly, I'm gonna go with a double ugly here. The Eagles tanking, which, granted, that helped the Redskins get to the playoffs, but they clearly tanked that game, and the Giants response to it. <laughs> the Giants crying like little babies. When hey maybe you should have won eight games if you wanted to get into the playoffs. <laughs> um, but that you know, like I said, I know we don't talk about a lot about NFL, if any at all. But that's just my little tiny little bit of NFL. I'm gonna throw in there since college football is basically over. Yeah, Redskins, we're doing it. I'm calling yeah, Redskins. Giants win more games next time. To paraphrase, uh, uh, Mason server from Mason in the gym line. When I talk to him, he's a big Cowboys guy. He says it after every touchdown the Cowboys win. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Redskins are going to go on that Super Bowl run just yet. <laughs> I start every season by saying we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> this team could win underwater. <laughs> hey, if we score more points than Tampa, we've got to win. <laughs> hey, look, I mean, one, two. To, to put it in perspective, uh, Tampa's coach, Bruce Arians, was saying that we're not playing a 7-9 and nine team. We're playing a 5-1 and one team because since Alex Smith has come back, they're 5-1. and one. So, hey, you heard it here first. Uh, the Redskins are going to beat the Buccaneers this weekend. That's all right. Sure. But anyways, Tom me for you. <laughs> He's washed up. Um, <laughs> my good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, it's been a pretty good week for me. I mean – been normal stuff going on nothing nothing crazy uh but i can, i've been generally content personally so i'd say that's a good um bad uh nc state versus clemson was a pretty good game the other night uh both teams were are at the top early in the season of the acc standings and we knew it was going to be a tough game they've won like i think two out of the last 13 at little john coliseum at clemson had the lead most of the game it was a narrow lead and then senior devin daniels has three absolutely terrible lazy plays um, at both at the end of regulation and in overtime to kind of turn the ball over and cost the game is what it is. It happens. But uh, Kevin Keats even said that he had to talk with Devin Daniels. You got to expect more out of your senior uh, leader, your wing player than that, because they were just lazy passes, which it was terrible to see. So that's bad. Ugly, um, you know, as good of a year as it was, and if you told me preseason that uh, – NC State would go eight and four in football and play in the Gator Bowl. I'd take it in a heartbeat. So I'm not going to complain too much about this season. But ugly, I got to give it to NC State shit rearing its ugly head one last time for the year with uh, Bailey Hockman. You know, uh, I've got to say thanks for playing so well and getting us to where we were. But he had a terrible game. And then, of course, the where the the bad luck comes in. The defense plays a really good game, but then our kicker has a groin injury a couple of days before the game. Had a bandage on his leg. Uh, before the game was ha- missing most of his pregame kicks, but we really didn't have another option. So our statistically the best kicker and most consistent kicker in NC State history misses two field goals. One was low, so it gets blocked, and the other one was just ugly, and we lose by two. <laughs> so you know, it's just the way it goes sometimes for the Wolfpack. But that was kind of ugly. Uh, but other than that, you know, that's my good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll throw it over to Ryan. 
since he was really prepared for tonight's podcast. I've got some stuff I've been sitting on, but we haven't done it with our interviews. So my good <laughs> is uh, my good is is Carolina. I really do honestly think that they played well against Texas A and M. I was this is a personal uh, thing that was kind of fun. I called my parents about three quarters of the way through the game, and they're 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 um, they've allowed me to watch Carolina growing up and everything else, and they know how much you care about the football team. And I called both of them, and they're quarantined because of some other stuff. And uh, it, besides the point, and they were both, you know, responded right away. And they're like, yeah, we're watching it. And they texted me after the game. What a great game. And so I know you guys like to make fun of me for like moral victories and stuff like that. But I feel like they really played well. My boss at work was texting me. He was all jazzed up and excited for me. So like that was fun. And I was really proud of the fact that they showed up and they played well against the number five team, arguably one of the top four teams in the country. We'll leave it at that. I'll echo uh Logan's sentiment with, if you told me at the beginning of this year, we'd be in the orange bowl. I'd be ecstatic. Never happened before. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention, just because I know it's come up a couple of times, uh, my cousin uh, committed to go, committed, it sounds weird, to go to tech. And she's the, I think, fifth or sixth person in her family to go. So when I talk about like our family's roots running pretty deep in Blacksburg, that's Smart uh, kid. Smart kid. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a solid uh that's a solid choice for her. I hope she's happy down there. Um her older brother and sister go there as well. Um for uh beautiful campus, what can I say? Yeah, I, I love it. My brother lived there. I mean, I, you know, it, it is what it is. So shout out to uh family ties to tech in Carolina. Um and then uh for my bad, uh, which leads me to, of course, if I like, you know, and have family ties to it, I want the ACC to do well. And let's just admit it, the ACC football and the in the whatever it's called now bcs cfp they they shit the bed they did um clemson looked bad and notre dame looked really bad too i get that they're playing against alabama uh we went over for all the bowls that we were in so that's pretty solid um i hear that's a good score in golf uh, the lowest score wins so we're going to go with that um and as these guys have mentioned previously um i think people know this but i'm a patriots fan so this is my first week without football since I'm not a huge fan of the NFL, as already stated on this podcast. So I guess go Redskins. Now you have four Redskins fans on this podcast. Because if, if you guys are happy, I'll be happy. So, and screw Tom. In that case, then we can, um, if that's the case, then I think we can change the topic. We can just talk Redskins the rest of the time. <laughs> hey, you want to go old school Dexter Manley, John Reagans? Let's do it. I did grow up in the area. I could I could speak in the language, all right? But I've been watching the team this year. But. Cars on fire in the RFK parking lot. Let's do it. Come on. And since I just bought a house, I figure I'm going to have to, in this area, I figure I'm going to have to watch a lot of the Redskins games, which oh, leads me. going to be good for a while. Well, it's because the TV around here sucks, and they only ever put that other team on. <laughs> but uh, that leads me to my ugly, which is kind of me making fun of myself. I've had to learn a lot of stuff this week about electrical, and that's been kind of embarrassing because I – kind of i'm in the construction industry kind of sort of and uh for technology and i've been explaining it to my wife like i know what i'm talking about and then i've kind of had to double back to kind of cover my tracks to make sure i know what i'm talking about so that's been a little embarrassing (laughs) but i think i got it figured out so i think we're going to try some electrical work this weekend hopefully i don't get electrocuted (laughs) please uh share the scars next week that's my ugly it's myself Uh, all right. So uh, before we jump into our anchor discussion uh, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, is there anything in the weekend look ahead that anybody's looking forward to this weekend? I do. 
Washington beating the crap out of Tampa Bay. <laughs> I second that nomination. Yeah, I'll third it then. <laughs> so so fast. We have a fourth. There really is nothing to look forward to on Saturday. No, so not. I mean, it's playoff football, but I don't. I don't. Who? Where are the other matchups? Is it? Uh, don't care. I don't watch the NFL. Yeah, I watch I my either. team and nothing else. The um, I walked I into the. I walked into the office this week after the uh, the football team had secured the division and all the Panthers fans that make up our office. I walked in and I said, hey, guys, what time does, does the uh, Carolina Panthers play this weekend? They all just let out an audible groan and said, screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many weeks out of the year can you say that there's no college football, there's no NASCAR, there's no golf, there's no baseball? I mean, like, this is like the one two-week period of the year. At least they put the Daytona 500 on uh, February 14th, you know, for all the ladies out there. So that was nice of them. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers report here in a couple of weeks. That's hey, there you go. I guess there's the NBA, but who really cares about the NBA? Nobody cares about the NBA anymore. Yeah. Next topic. I like, this. I like the Celtics in June. <laughs> I'm sorry. NBA hasn't been worth a damn and like, couple of decades playoffs can be fun to watch at times but the regular yeah. season's abysmal like hard hardcore like beat the crap out of each other nba has been gone for a long time <laughs> you mean back when it was basically rugby out on the court and they didn't actually have to play defense because they can mug each other yeah that's definitely a more enjoyable product yeah. i'm 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 not as much of a fan of the old school uh style of basketball as as <laughs> a lot of people older than me are so. <laughs> If we had this podcast on in May, we would have talked a lot about the Jordan documentary. So let's not completely fan the NBA. <laughs> now, now, to be fair, now, to be fair, the Ron Artest game. Now, that was a fun game to watch that, was, that night. Th- yeah, that was, that's an entertaining game, especially when you see the clips from him and he goes out in the stands after the big fight. <laughs> anyways, as we say, next topic. Uh, moving into the anchor discussion. So we, we were all kind of like, you know, coming off the two interviews we had, we were co- trying to come up with a good anchor topic we have. And one thing that um, me less so than the other guys on the show, but uh, we've all like, you know, traveled to some cool cities in the United States and, and um, you know, kind of wanted to highlight some of that, some of our favorite experiences, some of the things to do there. So we kind of wanted to have like an open discussion of what are some of our uh, favorite cities that we visited. So uh, open the floor up for whoever wants to go first. Now, we can make this outside the South, right? Sure. I go mean, for it. Do whatever yeah. you want. I mean, I'm going to go for an obvious one. A couple of y'all will all know Angle Pie agree. You know this one, but yeah, San Francisco is probably the coolest, one of the coolest cities I've been able to visit. I've been to it twice. Uh, beautiful, beautiful city. A lot of great things to do. A lot of awesome restaurants. Uh, of course, you got the uh, AT&T ballpark, which I think is not called what, Oracle. Park, if I'm correct. I don't. Into Oracle Park. I don't know. It used to be Pac Bell, then it was AT and T. We. I think uh, it's Giants. Cool. Giant where the Giants play. Yeah. Also, <laughs> if you're in town during baseball season and they actually allow fans to come to the ballpark again, I mean, getting a a seat up there on a uh, overlooking the bay is just you know amazing. Have a couple of beers deep, watching the ball game, sunset, and home runs flying into the bay. Nothing you can you can't beat that at all. I'm sorry, except maybe Wrigley, which I haven't been to yet. So that's my next one. But you know, you got a, a great one, good, awesome place to visit is the Buena Vista um, coffee shop. 
get yourself an Irish coffee. Awesome. You walk in, <laughs> just behind the shelf is rows of, of Telemore Dew. Irish so is it actually a whiskey. coffee shop or is it just a bar that sells coffee? It, <laughs> I was about drunk when I went on there, so. <laughs> so it's a bar. <laughs> basically, I mean, it's always it's basically a, a restaurant, and they you get an Irish coffee. You know, guy opens up Telemordo, takes a shot of it, then he pours it a line of it down a row of glasses. He pours the coffee in. And he just makes a row of them and just serves them up to you. An awesome experience if you can go to it when you when you're in town. There, um, another cool place is the Tonga Room, which anyone knows what I'm talking about from watching uh, Anthony Bourdain's. Uh, I think it was the the Layover series that he had. I was living vicariously through you guys while you were out there. I was like, you gotta yeah. go to this place. <laughs> It's it well, it's in it's a restaurant that's in the basement of the Fairmont Hotel. It used to be just a pool, and they turned it into a restaurant. And they have a happy hour, which they fill the pool back up with water and put a floating little dock. And it has a house band that plays during the happy hour, and has a rainfall coming down over that into the pool, which is really awesome. Um, it's like tiki drinks and like Hawaiian. Yeah, one, 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 one drink alone will knock you on your feet. And I think between me, Crystal, Jamie, and Rhino, we had, I don't know, shit, probably four of them, five of them. We were, we were uh, rolling out of that restaurant. <laughs> that was like Wild Wing Cafe. <laughs> um. You know, some other fun things to do, you know, obviously you can do your basic stuff like do the boat tour around the bay. Um, I would advise you to get uh, tickets for Alcatraz months. And I mean, at least half a year in advance if you want to do that. Dustin, was was that the trip that you had to miss because it was either me or Landon graduated from college? No, no, no not that one. I don't know which one. What was a trip that would be? Yeah, you missed one, I think, because one, it was either Landon or I were graduating from NC State that weekend. <laughs> you had to come to that instead of going on a trip. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what trip that was now, which I guess that's a good thing because then I'm not harboring it the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, the but no, on that one, uh, me and Jenny and Angle were trying to be talked into going on this trip, and we were interested. But once we got to looking at the the price just the just the whole cost and we were yeah, like nope i think yeah, we're was, gonna stay not, home <laughs> it, was, it was not cheap to go out there and have a good time but it was still fun um, <laughs> never course, been we back the, the, we did the basic stuff like you know tour the, the painted ladies houses and the, got to see the full house uh, there you go oh okay cool that is cool yeah the painted ladies are the other row houses that they show on the um, opening to gotcha full house <clears throat> and then just did you do it. did you do alcatraz or did you not no, get a chance we, to we, we okay didn't get tickets in advance like I said, okay that's, mm. that's what i was mentioning if you're gonna do it get get tickets like a year to six months okay um but yeah it was, it was a good time it was like i said i've been there twice and both times i had an amazing time went to the ballpark both both times i visited um did you get to see any games when you're out there What's that? Did you get to see any baseball games while you were out there? Oh yeah, we went to uh, both towns. I was out there. We saw the uh, 
the Giants play the Orioles. Oh, nice. And, of course, we went across the trip we took with Ryan and Jamie. We went across the, uh, the bridge to Oakland and visited that lovely, um, <laughs> beautiful sunshine city and their ballpark that was just one of the top-notch ballparks. We got to see the, uh, the Oakland Athletics play. That was fun. It's so nice the Raiders left. <laughs> Tell the story why, briefly why you wanted to go see the A's, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. So this trip we took with Ryan Davis, Ryan's last ballpark to visit, which was Oakland A's. And uh, our friend Ryan, who works for Orioles, he's been to every ballpark and he saved, I'm not sure why he saved Oakland Athletics for his last ballpark, but <laughs> he did. And that's the one we went to. And that has got to be, I've, I've been to some crappy places, but Oakland <laughs> and Oakland ballpark was the biggest dump that I've ever walked into. Exposed, uh, leaking exposed pipes in the concourse. Half the, half the concession stands were gated up and shut down. So I guess the question that our miserable and reckless listeners would want to know, considering the past discussions you guys have had for a special affinity you have for a city out in, uh, by the name of St. Louis, which is worse, St. Louis or Oakland? St. Louis. <laughs> it's still St. Louis. <laughs> there was no hesitation. <laughs> o- Oakland, oh, was a qu- Oakland was a quick visit. We got in on the bar. We got out on the bar, and that was it. We were done. Um, St. Louis. Can't leave till you get on that plane and go home feeling miserable. And what's sad is Oakland had nothing to offer. St. Louis had restaurants, and St. Louis is still worse. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to call Applebee's a restaurant, <laughs> that's where we ate at right before we went to the airport. Was Applebee's the only thing we is could so find. bad. Heck, but yeah, you know, do do the do some of the touristy things in San Fran. Take the boat tour around the bay and have yourself an anchor steam or two. Pretty fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any dive bars or any? Well, you kind of mentioned Tonga. Anything Tonga else? Tonga Room is, is kind of a dive bar, but not. Um, you know, still fun though. I would say ha- it, you got to do that one happy hour and get there early, so you can get in there quickly. Because if you don't, the line can kind of pile up and you might not get in. Cool. Um, that that was about it. We didn't get to. You know, we went to do wine country for a day or two, so that took us out of the city for the most part. I would like to someday go to Pebble Beach. I think it's vaguely in that area, the golf course. That's mm-hmm. like, I, I think it's just no. west and south of San Francisco, I want to say. but I was going to add in one more thing. If you do okay. make it out there, save up a little bit of money and uh, rent a car and go out to Bodega Bay. It's about an hour and a half, maybe. Okay. But the, the travel up there is just really cool. Like one, one lane roads going through like these small, uh, California towns. Is that north of the city? Yeah, north. Because up really, really cool though. I mean, it just you kind of feel like you're in the kind of back in time almost when you go through some of these towns. I have like these little road trip ideas planned, and one of my ideas was to go out there and do that, do the Giants game like you're talking about, do Alcatraz, do Pebble Beach, kind of try and figure out a way to do all that. Yeah. And then if you go north of the city. You can go to Petaluma, which is where um, Lagunitas is. And, and like, I thought that that might be kind of cool to just go see their setup. So, so Laguna's IPA. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, exactly. My brother lived for a little bit north of San Francisco. Yeah. I wish I could tell the damn name of the town. I can't remember it anymore. So, that's a cool idea. Familiar. Cool idea. But that's my favorite city. 
Cool. Never been. Love to go. Yeah, I've never been uh, out that far west. I think Oklahoma is the farthest west I've ever been. Yeah, I think Vegas. Vegas is Vegas. I think yeah, because that's kind of relatively close to California. I've never been to the actual West Coast, so Vegas is as far west as I've gone. I got real close this year, and then COVID said no. I'm supposed to go to San Diego. Which Angle loves. I know. Would you like to talk about your favorite city, San Diego, now, Angle? It it barely missed the list. <laughs> well, speaking of your list, why don't you tell us one of them that did make the list? Sure. I'll go to the complete and opposite coast, uh, almost in the same spot. We'll go to the Jacksonville, Florida, St. Augustine. And the reason I put all of these cities together is because they're literally 50 miles from the airport. Um, you can literally, and this is a recent discovery for me. Um, I had worked down in Jacksonville and you couldn't have told me to write home about Jacksonville previous to this, but I went down there and I, I truly did fall in love with this place so much so that I came home and told my, uh, wife that I was planning on maybe looking at properties down there and we should hopefully move and she was going to love it. Don't worry. And, and that was when I found out that you're not supposed to come home and tell your wife that you've just decided to make life decisions. So, uh, <laughs> I, um, Jacksonville and St. Augustine is pretty cool. And let me kind of explain it. Bottom line is Jacksonville's North. Um, there's a saying in Florida that the further North you go, the further South you get. Um, Jacksonville, basically uh, the airport itself. I, I would say that there's not a whole lot to do in the city. Um, I got to hang out there for work. Like I said, uh, for a few, uh, for a few months uh, off and on. And the long story short is that uh, I happened to go in November. Um, I was there in November uh, Jacksonville city downtown proper hosts the Florida, Georgia game every year. And that's massive and it's really fun. And it's was on my bucket list of things to do as a sports event. And I got to go do it last year. Um, and it was awesome. Uh, they have a baseball game that they play ahead of time. There's a concert. Um, so like remember crowds like that, that was a fun thing. Um, and, uh, the concert happened to, to be Chase Rice of all people. So I know he's kind of taken some crap on this podcast and everything else, but Carolina boy, Chase Rice, uh, showed up and was playing the Florida Georgia line concert. So I went and you could stand out on the baseball field and it was pretty cool. And then they do that on Friday night, they have fireworks. Um, and then the next night is, uh, is, or Saturday is, is the ball game went and do that. It's the largest cocktail party in the South. Um, I think we've covered that after I left the Florida Georgia game, I went over to Ponte Vedra, which is also in town. It's where the players or TPC Sawgrass is. Um, it's a big, big, massive tournament that they have every year in March for golf. Um, and so, I, it, like I said, it's the home of the players. It's the home of the PGA. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, like where all their presidents and, and vice presidents and stuff are uh, at, at that course. Caught dinner at the clubhouse bar. Um, I was one of the only people at the bar. Uh, with the exception of a few members because of the fact that the Florida Georgia game was going on uh, left in like the fourth quarter, it was completely out of hand. And um, he took me on a behind the scenes tour where I went into the players locker room, the, the champions locker room, I have pictures next to Roy McElroy's locker. Um, it, hopefully I'm not getting in trouble by saying that. I thought it was easy breezy to slide into this place. So I took my wife there earlier this year uh, when we went down for the Daytona 500 and I've never been yelled at so quickly in my life. You would have thought like, Obama or Bush or Trump was in the bar when I tried to walk into it. I mean, it was, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I thought we could just walk through this place, but, uh, that was pretty cool. 
Um, and that's a really cool experience. They do let people in. You can go eat there and you can go sit back on the, on the, on the, on, on the, uh, clubhouse and, and just, it's, it's really fun. Um, that's literally, so that's Jacksonville, um, Ponte Vedra is, like I said, just a little bit South. And then it kind of just continues. The beaches go, uh, continue South to St. Augustine. The one thing I'll mention that's kind of fun. And I think you guys know about this, may have forgotten about it. There's a place in Jacksonville called Clark's fish camp. They describe it as the people's place. It's unique. And I'm putting these in quotes and rustic on the website, which is definitely one way to describe a riverfront restaurant with a live gator. When you walk in through the front door, <laughs> it's a real gator in a cage, in like a plexiglass cage that they feed every night. Um, you could see that in Runner Rabbits when we were growing up. Really? Yeah, our, na- our neighbor had a, had a gator. Really? In his basement, yeah. I walked over uh, with the neighbor's kids one time to go look at it. It was crazy. His name is Bob. <laughs> we, used to, we used to call him Alligator Man. <laughs> really just yes. like out of just like out of the uh, atlanta uh whatever <laughs> yeah and it was it was all fun and games till the city came and ruined his fun said you can't have an alligator here <laughs> is it like did he had he made it into like a it was just living in the basement or was it like a swamp down there no it was it, he had like this humongous like fish tank that it was just sitting in yeah I walked into the basement with his kids one time and like, cause I wanted to see an alligator. I was like eight years old <laughs> <laughs> and it was in a fish tank. It was crazy. Thing was alive and everything. It was wild. I mean, that's running graphics for you. That's why I went to Clark's fish camp. I wanted to see a live alligator. I was well, <laughs> well into my thirties. So I, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, the place has the only other thing I'll mention about this place, Clark's fish camp. It has how the walls house the largest taxidermy collection in the U.S. And I do mean that they have zebras and elephants and all sorts of shit that's probably been poached or who knows what. And it's just all up on the wall. It's nuts. It looks like a jungle in there. Outside, it's on a river. The manatees come up and splash you. I mean, the place is out of this world. Uh, and they serve whatever exotic meat you want. So if you want rattlesnake or who knows what you can come up with, they definitely Frog have names. it. Uh, they've they've got it <laughs> australian who knows what they've got this so that's jacksonville and that's more or less florida for you again the further the further north you go the further south you get oh yeah <laughs> it's like that uh video i saw from barstool the other day of this it was pretty cool it describes that part of florida perfectly this older guy had a puppy running around little alligator comes out of the water grabs the puppy and takes him under the water the guy goes down there with a cigar in his mouth, never once uh, drops the cigar, just keeps smoking the whole time, gets in the water, pulls the gator up out of the water, pulls the puppy out of his mouth and lets the puppy run free and then throws the gator down. Cigar never dropped once. <laughs> they, so they had this this cat on Marty and McGee one Saturday. Oh, yeah? Like this, yeah, they had him on one Saturday morning um, to tell a story. And he was he was just like, yeah, man, you will. I didn't want him. I tell you, I love my dog. Didn't want to take my dog. So I just went down there and grabbed him. And I was just like, well, I ain't going to let this happen. <laughs> <That's> basically, <laughs> basically what he did. And then he was, he was talking about how, when he had the, the jaws open, he was kind of like, Oh, it was, once he saved his eyes, like, I'm not quite sure what I got to do about this. <laughs> he have, didn't you guys, be next. have you guys ever done the Florida man challenge? What's that? So it, if it's appropriate Gosh. enough, we could post it on Facebook because sometimes it ain't appropriate enough. But uh, you type in Florida man and then you type in your birth date and whatever the news headline <laughs> from that day is, is your Florida man. <laughs> That's pretty De- good. Depending on what it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, That's, 
I unabashedly love that that part of of the country. I just the, I, it's it's an overused phrase, but the people really are just genuinely like salt of the earth and just solid people. What I was the only other thing I was going to mention is that the further south you go, I think we mentioned on the podcast, there's a place called Caps, which I can tie into this point. But the long story short is that we've talked about going to some places like Myrtle Beach or other things, like as a group, like taking the wives or the kids or whatever. I think that St. Augustine Beach, it's a place that I got to drive through on the way to Daytona and back a couple times. Um, stopped off a few places here and there. It's definitely a place I want to explore more. And I, whether or not I'm saying this live on the podcast or not, it reminds me a lot of Carolina Beach. With That's a cool place. St. Augustine proper, like the downtown, being downtown Wilmington. It's an old pirate town. It's like one of the oldest towns, if not the oldest, in the south. There's a little amphitheater there. When I the night I drove by, they had Scotty McCreary. I was like, if I had known this, I would have gone to the damn show. Like, um, it, it, it just seems like a cool place that like I definitely want to go explore more. So if just yeah, they got a um, St. Augustine. Well, I went down there ten years ago with some family to see my my grandma. Yeah, and uh, we did the uh, the haunted lighthouse tour in St. Augustine. That was fun. I can imagine it's it, it, the city looks it's awesome. A really cool place. Did you yeah. go through the 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 fort or anything? The big yeah. fort. I did. There's that a big like cool. castle fort thing on the riverfront. It's it's pretty sweet. So, is, is this the city that has? Is it Flag, Flagler University? Something like that. Flag. I think it's Flagler. Flagler. I think maybe. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's on. Um, Here's where I'm going with that. When I was applying for colleges, I kept getting mail from them and all their mail was like basically like the cool downtown or it was uh or it was like um yeah. Um it was uh or like the beach. It was like all like, you know, like a little picture, tiny picture of the university and then like the beach on the like the postcard being like apply to Plagler or Flagler or whatever it was. I must have a type since I went to UNC Wilmington. <laughs> looks the like only mail school. that I got looks like ahead of time was Beverly nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically oh. like a uh, a college that one of the main characters off a '90s sitcom would go visit when they're uh, not taking schools very seriously, like on Boy Meets World. They go down there, and it's just it's like uh, a, a party school at the beach, and nobody ever studies or goes to class, and you're just surfing all the time. Sounds no different from UNCW. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Anyways, St. Augustine, Jacksonville, caps on the water. Let's go sometime, fellas. <laughs> so one that made my list that probably wouldn't make a lot of people's list, but it, it had more to do with like what we were doing there, but it turned out to be a pretty cool town. Was Dustin actually was on this trip. It was uh, Dustin, Jenny, me, and um, my buddy Andy went to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma on New Year's Eve back in, ooh, what was it now, 2017? 17, yeah, so it was New maybe, Year's Eve 2017. Maybe. It had to have been, I think. Or 18. Yeah, it was something 18. like that. Well, we um, Tulsa is not like, if it's any bigger at all, it's about the size of Raleigh. Uh, so it's not like it's a humongous town by any means. But we get there, and, you know, it, I hadn't been in, like, really cold weather much in my life because I've stayed basically in the Sun Belt. It was 9 degrees the night we were waiting in line because we went to uh, <laughs> go see uh, Turnpike Troubadours and American Aquarium play a um, – uh, New Year's Eve show at the legendary Keynes Ballroom, which is a fantastic venue. 
Um, I think we've talked about it once before, but like they sell beer there by the six packs to uh, people at the concert. So you walk, you buy them six at a time instead of individually. And the people that were from that area told us, they said, look, you know how you do this? Cause we were walking around carrying them like you would imagine with your hands. And uh, the people that were from there said, well, that's not how you do it at Canes. And Andy was like, what do you mean? He goes, all right. And this guy was like, country is cornbread. He says, take an unhook your belt right there. He's like, take one beer out, slide it through the loop, put them on the side like six shooters. <laughs> so you walked around with beer on, on like your, on your sides, like they were a six shooter. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. And, um, as you know, like we said, we were going to see Turnpike Troubadour. So there's this little dive bar that's been mentioned in, um, a couple of their songs called the Mercury. That was a lot of fun. And at the Mercury, like we, you could tell we were the tourists because they had a jukebox in there and the bartender was getting mad because we literally went in there and put like $5 worth of Turnpike Troubadour songs. Like they don't hear those all the time. And we're just out over in the corner, just yelling the songs and everything, probably annoying the locals, but it was, it was such a cool little place. And like the band, Dustin and Jenny had already left, um, at this point going back to the Airbnb, but the band came out there, everybody, but Evan Felker, the lead singer. So we got to talk to like the guitar player and everything. It was like, it was a really cool experience. And then, um, Dustin, what was that place? Uh, that it was like a barcade similar to like, um, uh, the max, or the max. Yeah, it was it, from saved by, it was named after saved by the bell. Oh, really? and it was kind of like, it. well, the max is where they, yeah, all where hung they out. Hung out. And so they used the name the Max, and they had some things that were kind of saved by the Bell ish um, in there, but it wasn't like you were walking into yeah, the Max. Yeah. But Dustin, tell <clears throat> tell them about the uh, the coffee truck outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we were leaving the Max, and there was a coffee truck out there, and it was it was later, and we were a little bit hungry, and we were just kind of looking at the menu, and it's basically this. I mean, think about this food truck wrapped in like you know, cups of coffee and like, you know, croissants and like, just imagine that. And we're, we're like kind of looking at it and on the side it, or on the menu, it said they had like burrito, they had burritos. And so we were like, well, probably won't be good, but what else is open? And, you know, so we got that and we started eating it and we were like blown away. These burritos <laughs> from this coffee truck were so good. Like they made them there. And, uh, we were just kind of like, why are why are you advertising coffee? You're a burrito truck. <laughs> yeah, that just happens I, to sell coffee. <laughs> yeah, like you you've got this flipped. I mean, I I know it probably cost a lot to write or to wrap this truck, but maybe you rethink this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually yeah. had some pretty cool stuff to happen like that because then there was one. Uh, I think it was the second night we were there. Maybe been the first night. I can't remember. Um, we were there was this restaurant that had burned down down the road from the Max. I want to say it was called Joe Mama's. It was like a pizza. Yeah, it was like a pizza place. Well, they had moved to like a slightly different location down the street, down the block, and we ran into somebody and they said, "Yeah, we're um, we're doing kind of like a soft opening. We're not really telling a whole lot of people. Just come in. You're gonna get to eat for free." So we got to go in there. And we got to eat like pizza and got drinks and everything for free. All we had to do was like leave a tip. So like first time in the city, like that was just kind of a cool experience. Food was pretty good too, and um, it was just like little things like that had kind of like made that trip a lot of fun. The only bad part was I believe the cold, uh, the hot water in our Airbnb wasn't working the whole weekend. So, <laughs> it was in and out. <laughs> well, by the time I woke up and took a shower, it was, it was out. So. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever travel with Logan. If you want to be anywhere on time. Eh, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. We were sitting in me and Andy and Jenny were all sitting in the uh, living room. 
waiting for him because he was like, yeah, just a few more minutes. For, he said that for two hours while we were waiting for him. And like we that. were so hungry. And it, it was just one of the, it, like the afternoon was starting to tick, where we were starting to tick into the afternoon. And I, I was just sitting there being like, all right, we just got to wait a little bit longer. Like, don't kill him now. <laughs> we're hungry. We got to go eat. And, and his buddy Andy sitting over there, he's like, he does this all the time. This is just how it is. <laughs> He's like, it'll be done fr- a little bit. All my friends, whenever I tell them I'm going to be anywhere, like they're just like, all right, so add 30 minutes to that to adjust for Logan time. So, <laughs> sounds, a lot like you- Chris- sounds a lot like crystal time. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Just picking out which trucker hat, which went with which flannel? <laughs> Basically, you got to uh, you got to match it right up. You never know, if, you know, who you're going to run into. Out in Oklahoma, it might be you know some Texas red dirt artists out there. There wasn't, but <laughs> yeah, be prepared. Yeah, now, it, it's a cool town. I, I second yeah. Tulsa. Um, check it's, it out. It sounds fun. It's a surprising, you know, like we knew we were going to have a good time. We were going to a historic old dance hall to see a, two great bands on a holiday. Like we, and, and when I've been in Oklahoma, the people are some of the nicest folks you'll ever meet but we had way better time than we ever imagined we would and we and this was in freezing weather you know know, imagine if you could actually go enjoy yourself yeah and one little quirky thing about oklahoma that no longer is true but it was at the time because the law hadn't taken effect yet where they changed it you couldn't buy cold beer that wasn't um 3.2 percent didn't matter what the beer was. Like it was, they had a, they, Kansas, I think, is the only one that still has the law, but Oklahoma did at the time. If you go to like a quick trip or a, like a gas station or a um, food line or something, you, you go into it, it's literally every single beer. It doesn't matter if it's IPA, it's a, uh, it's a, like a uh, Aztec beer or just like a regular Pilsner. It's all 3.2%. You have to go to the liquor store to buy warm beer if you want it to be normal percentage. So it, it was just kind of a strange thing because I had never heard of that. They Now, in the tap rooms and the bars and everything, they had normal beer, but you couldn't buy it, like, I guess, as they would say, in bulk without it being 3-2. That's a bummer. In, yeah. my, in my county, in Maryland, you, I'm going to give away where I live, um, you can't buy liquor. You have to go to the liquor store to do it, but you can go to a bar and get liquor. So like it's it sounds like it's kind of the same thing. Some weird regulation on like why you can't have something that is completely available in a bar. Yeah, pretty so, much. Whatever. But yeah, yeah, Tulsa, fun city. Everybody, all the Uber drivers would. The question we always got was, "Why did you come to Tulsa for New Year's Eve?" <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> in Aquarium, yeah. of course. They're like, "You're you're from where? From why'd you come? Why'd you leave North Carolina to come to Oklahoma?" <laughs> To evangelize about my favorite band, you should listen to them all night. <laughs> Thank you. I came, See you I came later. For, came, came for the popular beaches, man. Yeah, well, they all knew who Turnpike was. It was, yeah. but yeah. American Aquarium, on the other hand, maybe not as much. So, it's a great, it's a great part of the country. Um, I'm, uh, I, I don't have as an extensive. Ex- I've visited a lot of towns for work. But I don't have as an extensive, you know, experience in those towns where I can like tell stories like where we've taken real trips and been like, here, hey, I'm on vacation. Um, but one like really out of the way town that's that's cool, and yeah, I mean, you really got to be willing to travel to get there is Craig, Colorado. Um, so Steamboat Springs, it's probably about 20 miles from there. 
So it has both the awesome and the unfortunate, uh, I guess, privilege of being close enough that people probably, that people tend to vacation in Steamboat and not go there. But also, if you really want to get there, you can get there with, by flying in Steamboat instead of going to Denver. What, what's the name of the town? Craig, Colorado. But it, what you'll get there is like, it's just, it, you're not going to get anything special. It's not, a, you know, a high end town by any means. It's a, it's just a regular small Colorado town that has, you know, in the summertime, they have the hike, they have hiking, they have hunting. Um, you can ski there in the wintertime. Um, the biggest reason that the town exists is there's a, a power plant and a coal mine there that is really why the town has existed for as long as it has and uh just the nicest people there's a, there's a best western there where like the owners their names are frank and carrie mo are just two of the most genuine just absolutely nice people you'll ever meet they went out of their way to just be welcoming and then you know helpful to us and i can't say enough good things about them you know, there's no like fancy restaurants, but there's like good diners and just like local like coffee shops. And, you know, if, you, if you're making a trip out to Northwest Colorado, and especially if you're going to go to like Steamboat, you know, go spend a little money with the folks in Craig. Um, yep. They're good people. So, yeah, there you go. Morgan found it. So it's a beautiful part of the state. Um, you know, Colorado is just beautiful in general, but. Oh, yeah. I really, I really liked that area. I've been there a couple of times for work and just, I think the people more than anything kind of sold me on it. I'm glad you told me about that, honestly, because I have work in Colorado all this year and I didn't get to travel. So at some point I'm going to have to go out there and, uh, my work is on that side of Colorado. So I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll send, yeah. I'll, I'll send you a postcard from the best Western. <laughs> Good. Do it. If you do, uh, definitely say the best Western because Frank and Carrier are the best. But um, yeah, it's a solid four hours from Denver, you know. know. So yeah. like, we when we were there, yeah, when we were there, um, it was winter time. Or not quite. We were teetering on winter time. But Colorado is a very you don't know what you're going to get. You might get sixteen inches of snow one day and it's seventy the next, especially in October. And I think it was around October when we were there. And uh, so we're getting ready. We're loading up to leave town and it starts to snow a little bit, starts to snow a little bit more. And so fortunately, one of my colleagues I was with, it was used to like, he was from Utah. So he was used to this kind of weather. And so he drove us and we had to go like up this mountain through this pass on this like two lane road. And it was snowing where you couldn't see, but like 10 foot in front of you. And like, I basically just kind of like sat in the back and made myself go to sleep while he drove us over this mountain. And, uh, somehow we, we did it and he, but he was committed. He was like, no, we're making it to Denver. We're making our flights. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a town. So if you're going to be out there ever, um, Logan and I know in particular would love to do the steamboat Springs music festival, Mm -hmm. which is impossible to get tickets to because the way they do their ridiculous, system you have to literally pick up a phone and call and and ask for reservations and it's a busy signal over and over and over and over again and don't be give um, like first dibs to the people that have gone previously so it's like it's tough to be if I, if it's the one i'm thinking about it's tough to be like a new new person yeah. that hasn't been a continuous uh festival goer 
it's basically if you don't have a connection, then you can't get tickets. But well, that's why anyway. I'm working on country and cold cans, Dustin, to get us the connection we need. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Let's get to it. Let's get there. Sounds like the Burning Man of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know somebody to get in. <laughs> Uh, that was a bad joke for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah, does sound. There we go. Next topic. <laughs> ah, yes, Burning Man. <laughs> you can edit that part out. <laughs> uh. I, I looked it up, Dustin, just so we're being honest here. I looked it up. It looks like it's more west than a northwest. It'd be about four hours from where my site was. So I may not be making a trip anytime soon. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's remote, but yeah. it's, they're great people. And um, people do, people actually travel there to hunt and to ski and that kind of thing. But it's a commitment. It's not a, I'm going for the weekend. Yeah. Who's next? Morgan, I think it's back to you. If you uh, got another place you want to highlight. Yeah. Um, come back to me. All right. I'll go I next. I have another one, but just come back to me. I'll go next. Cause it'll dovetail with what Dustin just said. So I had to go to this town for a long time for work. Um, I'm skipping over and I'm going to Nashville and I'm talking about the greater Nashville area for a reason. Um, I spent 19 months on and off in Nashville. And I do mean more on than off. Uh, I was there for weeks at a time and I hated it. I really did. I hated it. And, uh, personally, um, I was in Laverne. I was in Smyrna. There are towns that are right next to each other. They share a highway basically. And they're just North of Murfreesboro and they're about 20 minutes South of Nashville. And I, I, I hated it. And, uh, by the time I was done with it, I went through a little personal trial by fire down there and, uh, just with some other stuff going on in my life. And I, I love it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I haven't been back since, and I really want to take my wife there and I really want to go back there. And anytime anybody goes there, we've, I've flown into it a couple of times since I make a point almost to fly in there. Um, I can go to the, the Gibson cafe at the, at the, uh, airport down in Sea Wing. And, and talk to all the bartenders by name. I mean, it's just, it's uh, when you talk about um, people that help you out, I have a story like Dustin's of a Miss Anna and she was in Smyrna, Tennessee, and she was the front desk worker. She's about 70 years old. And every time I came into the site, she got up, came out from behind her desk and gave me, as she called it, a big old hug. Cause we're just happy to see you here again. Every day <laughs> it got embarrassing. It was like Miss Anna, <laughs> like, Miss Anna, I'm going to be here for the next two weeks. Like you, you, you don't have to do this every day. Would you like to hang an ornament on the tree? And it's like in the lobby there. And so I had an ornament on the tree. I mean, you talk about like making people feel at home, but so Nashville is, is very personal to me. Um, and it's, it's probably my favorite place that I've been, which is very off brand for me. It's not near a beach. <laughs> it's not, it's just, it's a city, but, um, so let me briefly go through it. Cause I, I, I could talk too long about it. Um, but at least you guys will understand the personal connection. Um, Nashville has neighborhoods. Uh, we went there for Morgan's bachelor party and we stayed in the Gulch neighborhood. Uh, so let me explain it. Nashville briefly is on a river. Uh, you have the downtown, which is the city center. It's on the river. You have East Nashville, which is on the other side of the river, kind of Northeast. That's kind of the older part of Nashville. It's seen as like the hipster, the cooler area that like never really got gentrified. I'm kind of being characteristic of what I know from the city. Hopefully it doesn't get me in trouble <laughs> directly <laughs> South. 
to Southwest of the city is music row immediately. And then further South of that is 12 South, which is a neighborhood called 12 South because it's 12th Avenue South. And then West of the city center is the Gulch, which is the area that we stayed in. It's also where Vanderbilt university is. Um, so as I'm kind of walking through, I can walk through places very easily, but there's a place at barbecues big in the South, the place in Nashville that people like to go. There's a couple of different locations. There's Edley's barbecue in East and also in 12 South. It's across from Basement East. The only reason I'm bringing up the one in the East is because it's across from Basement East, which is a place you can go in Nashville to catch a lot of live music. And they're literally right across the street. You could, you could, you could hit them at the same time. While you're in the neighborhood, you could stop by Bolton Spicy Chicken and Fish. Uh, it's just an old little cinderblock place. It's got a little, uh, a little uh, food counter. Um, I, I can't for, I, I, and I've looked earlier before this podcast. I think this is the place that we went when we were in Nashville, when we made a brief detour over to East Nashville, but I, I was a little hazy, I'll be honest. And I'm not sure if it was another place or not that has since closed down because they did obviously have the tornado that went through recently. And I know that some businesses did close down. I don't think it was Bolton's, but we were trying really hard to get to a meet and three over in East Nashville. I'm going to flame our buddies who were with us, who left us and said, this place looks like it sucks and took an Uber somewhere else. And we said, well, we'll, we'll take culture. Thank you very much. So uh, we ended up meeting up with them downtown, which leads me across the river back to downtown. Uh, there's Acme Feed and Seed, which if you're going to go downtown, there's two places, in my opinion, that you can go. A lot of it's, we'll, we'll leave opinions out of it, but a lot of it's Blake Shelton's this, Florida Georgia Line's that. It is what it is. If you want to go to some places that are cool, go to Acme Feed and Seed. It's the first one. You don't have to walk too far. Yeah, it's really, really good, too. It's got a rooftop. There's sushi on the second floor. So if you need to take a girl or someone there, you know, it's a little fancy. But on the first floor, it's exactly what you need. It's got plenty of bar, plenty of live music. It's the Nashville scene. You're doing the Broadway thing. And it's, it's got some, I don't know why it's important to me, but it's got some street cred if you go into Acme Feed and Seed as opposed to going to some of the other establishments. Uh, Robert's Western World is further up. That's a great place to see live music as well. And that's a real old style establishment i've got a picture i can throw up on the uh, facebook page it's the last place i visited in nashville before i left town and i saved it i wanted to go there at the end i had a fried bologna sandwich i drank a double shot of whiskey and i said like this is it like nashville peace out like i'm headed to the airport so uh, uh there's santa's pub uh which is a little bit further south in that gulch neighborhood that i was talking about and the reason why i bring that up is because you know our affinity for dive bars uh, this is right across the street from the old Nashville Fairgrounds racetrack. Um, it's a dive bar and a double wide. They have their Christmas lights up year round. It's cash only, karaoke. Uh, you're allowed to smoke indoors. And then they have a front porch with neon signs that kind of buzz. So you could just sit out on the front porch of the double wide and just sip your whiskey and kind of look at who's racing their, their cars on the, on, the, uh, on the track. If anyone knows anything about me, you'll know that I spent a lot of time there. Probably have lung cancer and uh, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> um, there's a neighborhood called 12 south to kind of class it up a little bit um we talked about this i like going to the bar taco they have these in chapel hill and reston so i'm not necessarily yeah they got them in raleigh too down the street oh, from really office. yeah okay it's my kind of place it's simple it's easy it's tacos it's i'm mentioning that it's a chain but uh it's across the street from imogene and willie's which is the single greatest gas station men's clothing store i've ever seen in my life you can get hand-stitched jeans in there and all sorts of stuff i can't afford i walked in there i turned around and walked right back out because uh um you know i needed to make sure that i brought some money home so uh 
Um, it's just a cool neighborhood with coffee bars, music stores. Um, you got the little free libraries, free parking, craftsman homes, all sorts of different stuff in there. It just makes you feel real homey. The girls love it because they can go take pictures in front of the murals and whatnot. But <laughs> um, at the edge of the neighborhood is Hattie B's, but I'm going to skip talking about that because we don't have enough time. Um, <laughs> that's a dig at Dustin. He wanted so badly when we were in Nashville. And you guys can jump in whenever. You were in the same city with me. He wanted so badly to go to this place. Hot chicken is a big deal in Nashville. It's been a big deal for a little while now. Meat and three is the original food for Nashville but hot chickens made a big comeback and we wanted to go to the original Hattie B's and everybody took one look at the line as opposed to thinking, Hey, that might be a good place because there's a long line. We thought like, I don't know. Why don't we go to Applebee's knockoff 2.0 around the corner? (laughs) So we went there instead and I have gone out of my way to point out every time I went back to a Hattie B's, I had Hattie B's in Vegas just to prove a point. I've gone out of my way. Dustin, have you had Hattie B's at this point in your life yet? No, <laughs> I have not. So we couldn't wait in a 15 minute line <laughs> that would have gone very, very quickly. Instead, we walked to the fake Applebee's next door, ordered more expensive drinks and had worse food. And it took longer. <laughs> the end. Next topic. <laughs> because I don't need to be the tour guide, but I'll tell you that Jack Daniels is a, a, a little bit further out you can go to it it's really cool you can go toward the cave where they literally get the water to make jack daniels it's about an hour away nascar's back this year at nashville super speedway anyone that's listening to this podcast knows that's a big deal for me because of the city i just explained why it matters to me and it's also on father's day hopefully um covid can go away so that i feel comfortable going because that's something i actually want to do um Nashville Super Speedway is about 15 minutes away from my hotel. So I think that I stayed at. So I think it'd be kind of cool to go back and do all that. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, They have Bonnaroo down there. It's a big festival. It's right in between a a creek and a road. And it's just a big old farm that they let everybody hang out on. It's kind of cool. So I'll let everybody Google all the different, uh, all the different music places, but there's a lot of music places down there that you can see. Um, we stayed at, we stayed right around the corner from one that's pretty famous. We've talked on this podcast about the 930 club. So we got some pictures in front of it. And the only other thing I'll say is that it's come up on this podcast previously, but every now and again, when I'm uh, listening or sorry, when I'm working and I want to listen to Nashville and just kind of remember the music and stuff down there, uh, lightning 100 is a great radio station. So if you ever want to check out some great music, they play Texas dirt. They play a lot of the stuff we've mentioned on here, Fleetwood Mac, country music it's it's not just uh it, it's kind of all over so lightning 100 i'm gonna give them a shout out because three years later i'm still listening to their stuff r- religiously online and they play really good good solid music so shocking that a radio station in nashville would play good music <laughs> nashville it's obviously clearly a personal favorite <laughs> yeah it was a great trip I, I second all those places. Uh, only when you didn't say that I was waiting for you to say is Pinewood Social. I was going to let Morgan jump in because he's drinking out of the glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a great place. We're a really old um, <clears throat> bowling alley set up with, um, what was it, four lanes? Something like that. Something like that. But it was pretty cool. We, uh, I don't remember much of it because we had, I don't know how many pictures of, of beer we went through on that, that excursion, but 
That was a good time. We you guys in line for barbecue afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys uh, tour the Ryman when you were there or Ryan when you were ever there? Did you do that? I, I did it personally. Um, I, I made it. I made a couple pilgrimages to uh, Ryman, Mercy Lounge, Station Inn, Bluebird. Yeah. So I, those are famous places. But um, uh, I didn't get to see anyone. I just toured it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. Like, I made a point when um, me and about three of my buddies went uh, down there two years ago at this point. It was November of 2018. Uh, we took a trip out there. And I told them, I said, look, we're going to have an early direct. Because, like, Raleigh flies direct with Southwest to Nashville all the time. And uh, we got there at, like, 7 a.m. Um, me, James and chase got to the airport, uh, got our bags. Then Andy drove in since he's a truck driver and we, it was too way too early to check into the hotel. So we just threw all of our bags in Andy's, uh, truck and took an Uber to, it, it was 10 30 in the morning. I think by the time we finally got to eat, but we took a, uh, Uber over to Laura Broadway. I told them, I said, look, the only thing that I am going to insist on doing, it was the first thing we did was go to the Ryman. I was like, cause that was a, it was cool just to like see the history of everybody that's played there, be able to take the tour. And then I paid the $30 and recorded one of my own songs that I had written in the Ryman, uh, which was kind of a cool experience to be able to do that at their little studio uh, that they have set up in there. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend for anybody that has a appreciation of country music history to go to the Ryman. Super cool, man. I didn't know that. Our, our friends went to go eat at a famous meet and three because we took the same flight in from Raleigh. Uh, Elliston, what was it? Elliston, uh, street, Elliston place soda shop. It's a place from the thirties. And then we went to the liquor store. So I guess we had different, um, <laughs> we had different priorities than you guys did <laughs> dragging our suitcases all the, well, some of us oh dragging God. our suitcases all the way down the street. Hey, is the liquor store open yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the last night we were there, it just shows you can't get away from people from where you live. The last night we were there cookout had just opened up and they have an indoor cookout out there so yeah. as we were walking because we stayed like a half a mile from lower Broadway, as we were walking back there was a cookout and we just stopped in the place was jam-packed and i'm ordering my food and i'm wearing a um an nc state like pullover and the guy at work in the register he's like uh he was the manager trying to get it set up he goes oh nc state i'm like you know nc state he's like yeah he goes i um i'm the operator of the western boulevard cookout He's like, you ever been to that one? I said, more times than I can count, my man. (laughs) He was like, I'm just out here for a little while trying to get it off the ground. I was like, of course, I'm going to run into somebody from Raleigh. Yeah, I've I've been in the Western Boulevard one a bunch of times. Yeah, Yeah. it's always packed, even to this day. doesn't matter, (laughs) like, what's going on, even the pandemic. Or the weather. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's all outdoor. The first first time I ever went to it, I was still living in, in Wilmington, and I was riding up to Raleigh to catch a flight out to i want to say it's my trip out to la and uh stopped there at like midnight to get some food and then i go to the airport and sleep overnight at the airport so i wouldn't miss my flight uh, that place is packed <laughs> and then, i think this is a weekday too oh yeah <laughs> anywhere from right. from wednesday through saturday it, it's gonna be packed <laughs> but morgan you ready to throw your next one on there or yeah, I can. I don't have a, a lot to say about it. Uh, San Fran's actually the most um, knowledgeable one I I had. A lot of the other places I went to were short, like baseball trips, where we went to like one location. I w- I'd want to say maybe two the entire trip, and just stayed around the ballpark. Um, but this was also another baseball trip I took with Rhino uh, to 
the LA Dodgers trip. We went out there. That was a, that was a fun trip. Let's see. Uh, started out drunk on the airplane, flying out. We pulled out <laughs> airplane bottles on the airplane and just like, man, you guys are going through sodas pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, we love our <laughs> ginger ales, you know. Really thirsty. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we did the uh, we did the, the tour of the ballpark, which was pretty cool. Got to hear, you know, game called by Vince Scully, which was awesome. The whole Dodger. I mean, the Dodgers ball, ballpark was awesome. You know, you overlooked uh, downtown LA from there. Didn't get to go to. I wanted to walk to uh, Sunset Strip from the ball game afterwards, but it was. Yeah, we were on. I guess we were on Sunset Strip, but the actual part of you know where you see the, the Roxy I go, you know, Roxy and um, what's the other places? Whiskey I go go. All those places we didn't make it walking down to there, which is what I wanted to do, but it was just a little too far for us. Um, went and did the uh, Venice Beach. That was fun. Went and got on the basketball court where they had uh, filmed up White Man Can't Jump. That was pretty cool. I think you see. I think if uh, some of y'all seen the pictures, Ryan actually got on the court where some kids playing basketball and took a shot at the uh, the basketball goal. Did he make it? I don't remember. It's very important. <laughs> that's the best. Recall. That's the most important part of the story. Recall. I know that's the most important part, but I do not recall <laughs> that part. Um, Did you see the donuts sign? No. In Venice. Okay. No, did not. Um, Venice Beach. No. Um, but we did get a walk on the, uh, the Venice Beach boardwalk, which was awesome. Cool. You know, um, quite a few. Uh, those weed doctor stores on that beach. <laughs> did you did you visit them? No, of course not. <laughs> no, I don't do that. No, I just you know. Um, did you guys did you guys go to a hotel? Where was like the fancy hotel you guys posted up and got a drink at? That was the um what was the Beverly Hills Hotel downtown? It was um, where they filmed Pretty Woman at. Yeah. Oh, well, that's legit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went there. It was $15 per person. I want to say it wasn't $15 per person. Oh, you can drink mimosas. Um, okay. Yeah. We did that. You tell them keep the OJ, bring the Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that was for the most part. We uh, just stayed. We um, did the Venice Port Beach Boardwalk. We walked around um, Beverly Hills, or not Beverly Hills, downtown um, Los Angeles. Did the uh, walk around the stars, which yeah, it's fun. You do the touristy thing down there, and that was cool. Um, the beach was probably my favorite part, though. Just walk around there again to see the the skate park that they have down there that I've, I've always seen on TV and from uh, other movies, which is really fun. Uh, another thing I really wish I had got to see, but I, didn't, I couldn't find it, was some of the uh, landmarks from uh, the Dogtown Z Boys, which would have been awesome to see. But I couldn't yeah. find any of that. Um, but that was, like I said, most most of the trips I've taken, I don't get to many to many places because we usually stay in one or two areas out uh, nearby the ballpark. But another fun place. 
which Dustin would have a lot, probably a lot more information on than me, would be uh, Kansas City. Um, the uh, mm-hmm. If you ever go, you have to take the trip and go to Oklahoma Joe's Barbecue. It's at a gas station, and it is the best stuff you will ever have. I know I just yeah. jumped from, from Los Angeles to what can i say i don't have a whole lot to say because i don't remember a whole lot about being in los angeles (laughs) except for uh laying down and on the baseball field stole some dirt too right i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) that's the correct answer for the internet (laughs) from from the previous one of the previous stories we talked about yeah that was the trip where uh after the ball game we were able to go out on the uh, in the outfield and uh, throw the ball around and watch the fireworks display, which is pretty cool. And I took a little snooze there for a little bit. <laughs> my my 15, 15 seconds Irby snoozer. <laughs> it's a party recharger. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. I don't have like I said. I don't have. There's not a lot of landmarks I can remember of or give you to go visit in in LA. A lot of it's pretty touristy so it's it's gonna tell itself where you need to go there hey you got two on me dodger stadium and san francisco are two places i would love to be able to go so not that it's a competition but <laughs> you're, you're doing better than i am <laughs> if, like i said if you're gonna go hit the venice beach boardwalk and catch yourself a ball game at dodger stadium if they're playing absolutely if you plan it right you can hit the angels too yeah. If they're coming and going. It's that close. It's what, 45 meet, minutes? Yeah. If you wear opposing jerseys, you can meet their lovely fan base, too. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one on the list for me, I went – it was actually the last trip I got to go on, like a real trip, uh, before the pandemic. It was back in February of 2020, right before the lockdowns kind of started across the nation. It was one month before all the stay-at-home orders. We, uh, a buddy of mine got married this past summer, and we went down to we uh, to Austin, Texas, for a uh, bachelor trip. And uh, it was we were down there for, I think, a early Friday morning through Monday evening trip. So we were down there for a fair, few, fair amount of days. It wasn't like just like a couple of days over the weekend kind of thing. And we... Um, when we got there, uh, it was maybe, I think it was like, ended up being like nine or 10 of us that went, we, I found like this house or, uh, one of us found, I think it was me, but I can't remember found this house, like on the, um, like, uh, in kind of like the not as nice part of town, but it wasn't like dangerous. <laughs> and, uh, when we got there, I remember, I think I had talked to, to Ryan about, cause I think you had, you had been there. You gave me some recommendations. So naturally like first thing we did when we got down there, we, we went out to sixth street and uh walked up and down there and that was interesting because if you go early enough in the in the evening it's like the people running the the little bars along the street are all like basically uh campaigning for you telling you why you should come into their bar and (laughs) most of the time like you just kind of shrug them off and go but there was this one that looked kind of like a little dingy dive bar i can't remember the name of it i talked everybody into going in for a little while and uh asked to see the beer list and it was only the second time that I'd ever seen it and second time I ever had it, but they had Pearl in a can like we had in Tulsa and there it was like $2. It was something ridiculous. Everybody was drinking that. And that was, that was pretty cool to be able to see. And, um, then we kind of made our way down to uh rainy street and I had some of the best wings I ever had. I can't remember what the name of the place, uh, the, that was like the brewery type thing where they had like, um, 
uh, picnic tables and ping pong and everything for you to play at. But there was a, a food truck on the, the like porch of this place and it was called Tommy Want Wingy. And it was like, it was a fantastic, uh, bunch of wings it was probably the best meal we had while we were there and uh that was just a, a lot of fun rainy street was like a lot more chill a good thing to do like during the afternoon everything then you go down to dirty sixth in the evening and uh just w- walk up and down it's it's a mess out there at times there were people by the end of the night man it was like people walking barefoot and it was just like almost like a a, a flash mob or something in the middle of the street <laughs> towards the end like it, but it was a lot of fun and um the there there's I have a lot of funny stories about that uh that trip that about some of my buddies that I probably can't tell on the podcast. <laughs> but one thing that was a lot of fun, I remember Dustin telling me a while back that when you go on a trip like that, if you can take the later flight. So me and Clint and Kyle Akery took the later flight and everybody else left really early in the morning on Monday. The night Stay. before we had gone to this really cool place. It was like a um like an authentic honky tonk, one of the few that was there. It was right walkable from the house called the White Horse. And this place was really, really cool. It was like, it almost, it was like going back in time to a, a yes. past era. <laughs> and there was a, a food truck outside of this one that had Mexican food. That was some of the best Mexican food I ever had. And I knew it was going to be good. Cause when I walked up, the guy didn't speak a lick of English and he was talking to me in Spanish. And I just pointed to the one on the menu that I wanted. And that burrito was fantastic. So like that, I recommend if you ever go to Austin, Texas, take time and go to the white horse. Cause that was a lot of fun. But then the next day, like I said, three of us had the, the later flight. So uh, everybody went to Whataburger right before the group split off. And uh, the rest of the guys took the, air, uh, took the Ubers to the airport. We had about six hours to kill <laughs> before we had to get to the airport. So what we did was we're rolling our, uh, our suitcases down the street, just walking, trying to figure out where to go. And we find this little pool hall across the street called Clicks. And it was a Monday. So apparently we walked in and you play for free on Monday. And it was packed to be a Monday. Like, I, I don't know how people just don't have jobs around there, but like, they were literally like, we just walked in, there were tons of people playing pool. We sat there all day uh, and they had 22 ounce beers for like 350. It was something ridiculous. So we played pool for free and just had 22 ounce, $3.50 beers until it's time to get to the airport. It was just an overall fun trip. It's Austin's a place I recommend and would definitely go back again if I could. Nice. Spent my thirtieth birthday there on Rainy Street. Oh yeah, yep. It was cool. I think that's right. I, I know the years get away from me after a while, but I spent a birthday there. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a cool town. Jenny did her best to ride there. They were pretty pleased. I want to get down there one day. <laughs> yeah. the The one story that I can tell that's really funny because I won't use his name because he's married and he his wife knows he smokes weed. But he I, he probably doesn't want his name putting on there. But he uh, literally is, you know, how when people smoke a lot of weed, they know how to find people that are going to sell weed. He literally, within 30 minutes, found a guy that was able to give him weed. And the that last evening, he was walking back to the house. And Kyle was making sure he got home safely. And he didn't have anything to roll up said marijuana in. So he pulls a dollar bill out of his wallet and smokes weed out of a dollar bill in the street outside the house. <laughs> there you go. It was, it was crazy. Like, you could tell. That is a story you tell when you're like 67 years old. Yeah, that's one time. <laughs> Remember when Biff literally burned money on the trip to Austin? <laughs> <laughs>
you heard of using dollar bills for other things. <laughs> yeah, I was like, when I heard about that, I was like, what were you thinking? He was like, I don't know. I needed something to roll it up. <laughs> uh, oh, that's ridiculous. If you ain't you ain't wrong about Sixth Street. That place sucks. <laughs> it uh, it uh it reminds me a little bit of that's not fair. It reminds me a little bit of Bourbon Street, and I don't think we want to go into New Orleans. That'll <laughs> take forever. But um, you kind of need to. I feel like you need to pick your spots. You kind of need to go to like some cool places. There was a place when I was down there to echo off of what you were saying called like heavy metal pizza, and I think we stopped there briefly to get a pizza at the end of the night. It just seemed like a cool spot. It just they're blaring heavy metal, and I was like, "This is unique. Like, I'm never probably going to see something like this again." <laughs> but like, there was a couple speakeasies and other places that were kind of off the side streets. But I remember, like, as soon as we left, it was like, you kind of like feel like you can like, okay, like I'm probably not going to get into a fight. I'm probably not going to um, have like you know someone throw up on me. I'm probably not going to like, I don't yeah. know. Rainy street's just you, a lot more chill. Yeah. Sixth street is like one of those things that right around like 11, 1130, you might want to make your way back to rainy street. Cause it gets, it gets pretty sketchy at times. Like people would just like lose their minds <laughs> out there and they block the streets off because people just start walking down the streets. It, it was crazy. But I, I did remember one thing that I did want to bring up on here. Saturday, we had a lot of time to kill and uh, we decided to walk to um, UT Austin to like walk around the campus and check everything out. And we, uh, the group kind of split off. Half of us went to uh, UT Austin, the other half, I don't remember. I think they went back to the house. The group that went with me, we were, um, we walked by the football stadium and we wanted to see the football stadium kind of bad. Well, we quasi broke into the football stadium and like the door was just unlocked for whatever reason. So I opened it and I was like, you want to go in? And like three of the dudes were like, yeah. And the other one's like, I, I, I don't know. We were just like, just come on. And like everybody guilted them into it. So <laughs> we walked into the football stadium. We got like up the, um, into like where the offices are and everything, just walking around. Nobody was there. But right when we were going to get to where we could walk out to where the field was, those doors were locked. <laughs> so I say like we quasi broke in. The door was unlocked. So it wasn't breaking and entering. But <laughs> we, we couldn't see to really get to go see the field. We did that in Louisville. <laughs> which makes it better because it's the ACC so <laughs> <laughs> oh you want to visit Louisville uh, football stadium yeah we don't care going in there yeah. <laughs> take some grass too while you're at it we really don't care. they're just happy somebody wanted to see it whereas UT might be a little different <laughs> yeah they, they didn't they didn't want people getting in there for some reason <laughs> they may have they may have kept all the doors locked so Mac didn't wander into the wrong hallway <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, oh well. Oh man. Well, I I'll I'll keep it weird and short. Um. So another uh, a couple times for work did some in and outs around Omaha, mm. and uh, it's actually a pretty cool place. People probably wouldn't know it or guess it because they think Nebraska and why go to Nebraska. But the main reason is, and I, I didn't get to break in and like walk around it, but I did get to ch- sort of kind of walk around and check out the College World Series oh, cool. uh, baseball fields, which were pretty cool. I was st- So there's a Hilton on one side of the street, basically, and then that complex on the other. 
and then there's like a little bar and then a little bit down from there is like the downtown. And so when I happened to be there, they had like this outdoor festival going on downtown, which was really cool because I was there by myself anyway. So I was just kind of walked around down there, had a good time, way made, made my way over to the bar, was able to eat and then was able to kind of walk around, sort of walk around the complex. And I thought that was really cool. But if you want to make it, but if you want to do the opposite of Omaha, which is a very nice, well put together, cool, clean town, you can just go across the river, which is me and a coworker did. And we stayed at a Hampton Inn there in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and it's connected to a casino. <laughs> so instead of staying in nice little like Omaha, we went across the river, we stayed in this Hampton Inn, and uh, it, it's like this. I, I don't know. I guess gambling's legal there. Maybe it was an Indian casino. It didn't really matter. And we just sat in there from midnight till 5 a.m. playing roulette and pie gal poker and all the other games that you play. And then we were like, oh, well, we better sleep a little bit because we got to make the airport in the morning. Of course, there's no traffic there, so it doesn't matter. And uh, so we go back and, you know, pass out and go to the airport the next morning. But Omaha, you can get a little bit of everything. You get the weird casino connected to the Hampton Inn or you can go check out the uh Hilton and the College World Series it's really up to you there's some coworkers of mine that were working for a banking client out there and they were like dude you're never gonna believe it but Omaha is legit they're talking about like the steakhouses and the College World Series and like that the, there's an artsy fartsy kind of like hipster scene that's out there now and apparently it's yeah. like one of like it's like the sister child to like the Kansas city scene. That's kind of burgeoning out there too. So. Yeah. It's a very nice city. People are great. I mean, it's, I, I've been, that my trip was almost a decade back now, but it was, it's cool. It's a cool spot. It's, it, you know, there's a lot of Midwestern places that'll surprise you like that being a biased, arrogant East coaster. And, um, and I mean, Oklahoma city is, yeah, yeah, being elites like us. Oklahoma City is one of those cities. Like, yep. when you said steak, the first thing that I thought about, the steak I've ever had is at Cattleman's uh, Restaurant, or I guess they say restaurant, but it's called Cattleman's, and it's in Oklahoma City, and right out back is, like, the uh, livestock lot where, like, cows are, like, running around mooing, and then there's a, then basically right next to that is Cattleman's, and tell you what, it's a good place to eat and it's not expensive because it's Oklahoma <laughs> city. So you had a salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. We'll, we'll go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, you know, give some of these places it, as Logan and I are making the case here for Oklahoma and Nebraska. And then some of us are talking about Kansas. I guess, I guess we actually kind of like the Midwest. Is that the all Midwest? The, Do they all the flyover states. Yeah. I, I, you never know. I, I talked to um, somebody from out there uh, one time and called it the Midwest and the Kansans were like, well, we're a little more West than that. So I don't know what they consider themselves. <laughs> I don't either. Flyover states, coastal elite. I'm claiming Missouri's. I'm claiming Missouri since they're in the SEC now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. Well, uh, if you, I think we have uh, a bless your heart this week that uh, Dustin had. So I'm going to throw it over to Dustin to be able to bring, bring it home with that. Yeah. Um, so I just happened upon a story. There's a, there's a sweet lady named Marion Looker who is 95 years old. 
She lives in an assisted living facility in Marysville, Ohio, which is near Columbus. So maybe she's a Buckeyes fan. I don't know. That's not a good thing in my view, but she's still a sweet lady. And, um, you know, she's 95. She's living in an assisted living home. She's she's clearly doing pretty well because she spends a lot of time sewing. So she has a ton of, like, materials. And when COVID started happening, she said, well, I'm just sitting around, you know, here I have all these materials. I'm going to start making masks. And so she started making them. She made a thousand of them, gave them to churches, hospice groups, schools. And then, in her words, she said, um, it was my turn uh, to take a break, I guess, because she got COVID, ended up being fine. And now she's back to making masks again. And uh, it's estimated she's made about 1,700 masks so far, just her alone and sitting you know, there every day. She said while she's sitting there watching the news or sometimes she, she has an iPad she FaceTimes with her family with. When she FaceTimes with her family, she'll just sit there and like sew masks while she's doing it. Um, just a sweet lady, but it's, it's not the first time she's given of herself at, at 95. Um, prior to that, when she was a much younger lady during World War II, uh, she was in a junior college and, you know, the, the military recruiters came around, you know, asking women to help out with the war, war effort in a way that, you know, had never really been done before in the country. And she said, sign me up. So she went to Wright Patterson Air Force Base and she was working with the paratroopers, making sure like the the chutes were working, the parachutes were working like they were supposed to, and just like timing the jumps and doing all of the things that come with that. Um, so just a really incredible lady who's done, I mean, you, you look from her young years all the way through, you know, now she's uh just lived a, a well-lived life. She's given a lot of herself. She raised, I think, four kids in between these stories that I'm telling you. So um, shout out to Miriam Wilker in Marysville, Ohio. That's incredible. Like, it's one thing about, like, the older generation that we can say when they do those things like that. The younger generation, when we're all older, are really going to be kind of up the creek because we don't know how to do all the stuff like that, like the the older (laughs) folks do. Like yep. it, it's incredible all the stuff that they're able to just do with their own hands. Like we we've kind of had it a lot easier than the way they came up. Yeah, I mean, Amazon delivers it, right? <laughs> yeah. Same day. <laughs> Let you guys know how the electrical goes this weekend. Justin, <laughs> <laughs> to your to your story, and thanks for sharing that with us because it's awesome. The the thing that I found that was kind of interesting in there that I noticed that, that they did somehow get in the story. So, you know, she must've told them, right. But she said that she had made 1700 and then she pointed out that the girl that was closest to her in the nursing home had only made 1300. I love, <laughs> I love that there was a shot in the story, whether it was meant or not. The only place it could have come from was from Marianne. So she was outpacing the competition still at 95. Yeah. I love that. I and love still that. in competition. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's hope for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a really cool, incredible lady. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a a fun story, and God bless her. Hope she has many more good years ahead of her. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's an incredible story, uh, that's for sure. But uh, 
Well, I think this wraps up. I believe we're on episode 18 of Miserable and Reckless. So for uh, Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, I'm Logan. We'll see you next time.